This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Welcome to another episode of Hafta in the searing heat of Delhi that can burn the skin of your back if you're outside but we're not we're indoors with an air conditioned running Your air comfortable air-conditioned studio. In the studio. What do you know politics. about journalism? About, yeah, Real what do we journalism. know anything? We're discussing this <laughs> from a comfortable air-conditioned studio. The bill for which is being paid by you subscribers. So thank you so much. Thank you for your support. We could do with a lot more. So spread the word. Also, I'd like to thank our two subscribers, Shoyoni and Swati, who joined me last hafta. Got a lot of great feedback on your inputs. Hopefully, we'd like to get more subscribers in uh, because we are always short of... subject experts so on that note welcome panel angrez apna lagan aur news order half na kabhi nahi chhodte when the public pays the public is served and when advertisers pay advertisers are served support independent media subscribe to news laundry if you don't like us subscribe to someone of your choice let me first introduce the panel to you we have a guest and i always mispronounce his name it is samrat and i keep saying samrat <laughs> how can you say samrat there's no such word I know, but it's just a something like Samrat. It's a, a, something compact about Samrat that is not about Samrat. Samrat. Anyway, Samrat is he. He's been with several newspapers. Uh, he now lives in Shillong, and he's in Delhi right now. Which I was asking him, like, why would anyone in their sane mind do that? I, so I came to enjoy the weather. He came to enjoy the weather, right? And Shillong is twenty-one. Why if I do that when you can always get forty-four? So, um, in fact, uh, Samrat has been with several organizations. the last full time uh, uh, position he held was at the asian age uh, is that right after that's what that was the last full time position right well that was the really long i i did a i think a one and a half months as editor of the free press journal but uh, that was long enough that is <laughs> and now you write for several people including news laundry yes. and you're somewhat of an expert on northeast issues because you are from there or is that a stereotype i'm kind of slotting you well, in well i mean northeast is eight states it's difficult to be an expert on everything and you know all the states but mm. uh, don't uh, be humble yeah but, uh, go on or no everybody is an expert on everything <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's true but the thing is whenever i need any clarity on anything from the northeast i call you and you say you know that's that state and i'm in this state and in your head you must be saying this bloody punjabi <laughs> everything is butter makhana whatever mutter mutter makhani are <laughs> that samrat also our editor in chief madhu trehan hi madhu hello and our award winning journalist manisha pande now hello, it's manisha. been 2 years yeah now you i can't use that award winning prefix so then win a new award now earlier it was a compliment now it's satana <laughs> first time yeah. was your man now i'm your sas award yeah. winning <laughs> award <laughs> winning <laughs> correspondent <laughs> really not the headline na fridge anyway so uh, on yeah. that might as well end it with <laughs> might as well end it with award winning uh, correspondent tan na 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 tan na 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 exactly कैसी कैसी आजकल लड़कियां आ जाती हैं सो वेल दस लॉट्स हैज हैपन दिस वीक द मोस्ट आई आई वांट टू स्टार्ट विद बिफोर आई फॉरगेट ऑन द मेजर गोगोई केस बिकॉज दैट हैड मेनी एस्पेक्ट्स एंड एवरीवन वाज मर्जिंग इट नॉट एवरीवन मेनी पीपल मर्जिंग इट इनटू लाइक वन बिग आर्टेकर गोला एंड थ्रोइंग इट अराउंड सो आई लाइक टू डिस्कस दैट बिकॉज दैट हैपन द डे वी रिकॉर्ड हफ्ता सो वी कूड इंक्लूड बिकॉज वी जस्ट फिनिश रिकॉर्डिंग अदर देन दैट दिस द बैंक स्ट्राइक मे बी समन कैन शेड लाइट ऑन वॉट द बैंक एम्प्लॉयज वॉन्ट Uh, and what they won't get, and um, the Tejpal tapes, uh, which Times now aired, which there has been a complaint against, it not only was in violation of the law, which I still would you know shrug off if it was for a larger ethical cause. It was 
terribly poor taste as well. Mm. Then there was a sting operation, Cobra Post 136, Operation 136, which made headlines only on social media. <laughs> yeah. But big media mm. was pin drop silent on it because pretty much everyone was part of that. Then uh, there was Pranam Mukherjee's visit to RSS, which yesterday was dominating headlines. I personally don't think what the see what the big deal is. I mean, um, but we'll get what the rest of the panel has to say about that. Kumar Vishwas apologized to Jaitley, blames Kejriwal. <laughs> so, after his grandstanding saying, I don't want to ask you, I don't want to And now he's not only said sorry, he's also said sorry, it's his fault. So, so much for that then. But why did it, why did the all these people apologize? Dude, who's going to keep going to court? Yeah, how do you fight these cases? They have, you have 22 people who file cases against you for insulting them or whatever this thing. You'll be making court appearances every yeah, day. Yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, so... That's what you do because when you're... Uh, there are enough... Uh, all news organizations have enough cases filed against them. Mm. They keep going. They can't do anything about it. They have Politicians have cases. No, sometimes they, they deliberately are usually filed in some small village yeah. town somewhere. And but the editor, go. no. They insist on the editor-in-chief okay, I, I, I know that a lot of people, a lot of things are from the podium, they were just, all the cases filed on Arvind and he had to make personal appearances at least, at least in Delhi and in the Punjab. Then the citizenship bill, which you can tell us about... Samrat in Assam, there's been a huge backlash against it. I'd like to know a little more about that as well. And Rajnikanth's Kaveri comments cast a shadow over Kala. Like, you know, if anyone, all you listeners out there thought Punjabis are the only ones who will off in the head, there's a film which will be predictably shit called Kala, which will have Rajnikanth and people going insane over a crappy film. But because of what he said about the Kaveri, people are saying that we will not watch Kala. Chalo, it's a win-win. CBI files a case against Air Asia CEO Tony Fernandez, civil aviation minister officials and others for alleged corruption about time. Then an Air India air hostess accuses senior executive of sexual harassment. And the chilling killing of a young 18-year-old child, I'd say 18-year-old child, a BJP party worker in... 20-year-old. 20? Yeah. The age hardly matters. The whole thing is so disgusting. With a note on it. No, but I thought the note said... Because uh, you should stay out of politics when you're so young at 18 no, or something. No, no, He said that since you've been being supporting BJP since the time of you were 18. Oh, since you were 18. We've been trying to get you and yeah, now we finally got Madhu you. But as Madhu says, anyway, it was a yeah. horrible thing to have happened. And a whole, there were total of, I think, 14 bipoles today. 11 Vidhan Sabha bipoles. And sorry, Atul said three or four Lok Sabha. Four Lok Sabha bipoles. And so far, out of the results are out as we are recording right now in the late afternoon of Thursday, the 31st of May, the BJP has won just one of those Vidhan Sabha and one Lok Sabha. Am I right? All the rest having gone to Congress, uh, one has gone to that Praful Patel's party, what's it called? Um, NCP. Samajwadi party is also one. Samajwadi. RJD has wrested one seat from JDU. Yeah. So, yeah, doesn't look well for the BJP. And of course, Kairana, hmm. BJP lost. Yeah. Where a... Ajit Singh's party, what's it called? Lokdal? RLD. RLD uh, has uh, fielded a candidate and she has won. It's a she, right? It's a Muslim lady. The only Muslim lady now in the UP Assembly. Assembly. So, yeah, Muslim lots person. happened. So, and we have two emails about last week's hafta, both from ladies. Now, I just like to tell them I've spent too much time talking, but I have to say this because several people had told us that you don't have enough female participation on the hafta. Today, it's 50 50. Hmm. In sheer numbers, but an intellectual bandwidth. Sorry, Samrat, for dragging you down with me. We're outclassed here. And <laughs> and 
Mamadou is amused. I don't know whether she's laughing at me or she's thinking I'm demented or both. But I have a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten female journalists who have been called by our producer, Shubham. Thank you, Shubham, for your services. Uh, he was in fact scolded like last week when both our subscribers said that out of the what of 78 haftas you've had you had five women guests from outside otherwise mm-hmm. all the guests have been men so like any responsible leader i said it's shubham's fault <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me it was nahi kiya uske uska batter usne usne window todi hai so this time we've called sunetra arti tikku supriya from scroll sangeeta from the wire Manobina from the wire. Why are you making a list, telling everybody that we are not important enough for them to come to? No, no, no. You are in house. They said when we call outsiders, they all men. But I'm saying you're giving the list of people you called, and they all were not able to come. So I'm just saying that they're it's not, not able like to we come, only... which means that we're not important enough. enough. So, so please so, don't give the list. So I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, they've said they'll come. They said yeah. they'll come. Arthi has come, come one today. in fact. Yeah, they've come so today. They couldn't come today. Basically, the point I was trying to make to our subscribers was: we try. We really try. So, not to say some rat that we don't appreciate your presence <laughs> here, but we get a lot of flag that we just don't have enough female participation on the hafta because usually we have you know three in-house men. So first, some rat, you start on the Gogoi issue. What do you what do you make of it? When he was you know police came, he was checking into hotel with a with a lady companion. People connected it a with consent, b with is it legal illegal, c with moral policing. There are several aspects to it, hmm. and you can have a different take on each of them. Do you want to start this off on on that? Well, I mean, places like Kashmir, it's hard to be sure what exactly is going on because all kinds of things go on. Obviously, the the moral dimension or the ethical dimension is fairly clear. If the person involved, uh, one of the people involved, was a minor, there is a problem. Otherwise, I don't see what the problem is. If it's But two consenting adults, as per latest, it's an adult, right? Yeah, She's yeah not it's a an adult. I don't see what you know. It's the business of those two individuals and nobody else. Right. Okay, Madhu, you have you want to weigh in on this on on this whole thing? I don't think it's a moral issue at all. He's an adult and he can do whatever he likes. My only concern is in sensitive areas, security areas. I think. Our men have to be a little more cautious, because you can be honey trapped by uh, someone from It's the army. It's amazing you should say that you're not even a forgy, but I'll give you an instance of what happened when so, Dad was in the army. So that's my only concern. I really don't get excited about stories like this that they checked into a hotel and all. There's a lot of sort of ugly, prurient interest from sexually repressed people. I think mm. under normal circumstances, it's nothing. A guy comes home. He go- makes an arrangement, goes, meets a girl, whatever. It's fine. Identity of the girl for me is important, and that's in what sense? In the sense that if she has any links to Pakistan, if she has any links to ISI, that is important to me. Mm-hmm. There's there's one other possible, you know, an opposite angle to it, which is possible also because someone might say that there's a possibility of coercion, for example. Right. So that which also, the yeah. which the mother has kind of hinted at, right? Sorry, Manisha. So actually, I had a long chat with uh, General Panag over this, and he'll be writing a piece for us, which will come. Hmm. And I think what I feel is that a this he's not a young officer. He's a major, right? And mm. he's close to. He must be in his late thirties, forties. Mm. It's irresponsible in a place like Kashmir. You leave your unit. You're not supposed to be leaving your unit just like that. No, he's coming back someone. from from leave. He hadn't joined his unit yet. Okay, he was coming back from leave. Mm. Okay, so instead of going straight to the barracks, huh. he stopped on the way. 
anyway i think it's a sensitive place it's where your unit is stationed yeah. i don't know how you, much you can mingle with locals like that also if he's i don't know his age so i don't want to make that comment but still if he's if he's a major he's fairly old and then the girl is around 18 so that's again if he wasn't an army officer then of course there are these you know you can hmm. always say it's consensual it's two people whatever but this is a sensitive zone he has a certain position of power because it's kashmir and this girl is really young so i think uh if he was a young officer you could still look at it as like a discretion or okay he fell in love with someone and mm-hmm. you know that happens a lot of times in these areas even as am and all that young girls fall in love with army officers and all that happens but here he's old and um so that's one i do think that there should be action there should be at least an inquiry and a strict there was a court of inquiry and they yeah, have and yeah and i don't think it would be it's not it's just not done i mean it's yeah but i think the way some of the reactions to it like i saw i do think the reactions to it was over the top because you know immediately you had like oh rape the guy hadn't even entered a hotel yet you know so then there was this extreme reaction also yeah. saying that he's raping a young People kashmiri people wanted to pull him down that's so, also silly that, you know they were using this it's like so, if you can't get al capone for murder get him for tax evasion yeah exactly yeah, but i think yeah. there's also this element of jumping to conclusions too much true true even by a, journalists and mm. i think there are few people who are masters and they should be given prizes in that one is madhukeshwar hmm. who you know decides it's a murder what are you guys talking about she's lost she doesn't know. jump to it's conclusions what are you talking she about she just she fucking invents a full yeah. story she yeah. invents completely invents the story and the most hilarious one was when she saw that movie uh, this latest alia bhat movie razi razi hmm. the tweet after that i forget the exact words but okay it's based on a true story but she went into a factual comment about you know armed forces should be doing this instead of this and armed forces should be doing that as if everything that she saw in the movie <laughs> is what the armed forces are actually doing so there is a demented el- element there and subramanian <laughs> subramanian swami also he jumps to conclusions on everything mm. like you know uh, shashi tharoor murdered his wife he may have i don't know he may not have we don't know that But so they decide kar liye yeah, yeah these people just Haan decide kar diye to kar diye so i think that is a very dangerous uh, door to open that uh, that is zamane mein bilkul responsibility to utar gayi hai other than jumping to conclusions i think what people do is they club everything into one now for example this when this major and this lady were checking into this hotel the hotel they asked for a nikah nama they said local residents are not allowed to mm. get but her but you don't travel with your nikanama no, but she's local na but you she just doesn't travel with it no no she's srinagar but even in srinagar when you go to a hotel okay you don't so what they saying go home and get it that's the polite way of just uh, refusing yeah, you know couples who aren't married that is problematic i think that is deeply problematic i don't know if that voluntarily these guys have done it or there's some sort of a diktat from some you know religious hard it looks suspicious to them that here's an army perspective even if it looks suspicious you know but apart yeah. from the metropolitan cities a lot of the smaller cities you can't check into a hotel they'll always there's always this moral policing exactly. element it's it's more than the manager dikhao i know it i think banaras had a whole of this but i mean i'm sure in kashmir it's a little more i mean okay to prevent prostitution fine but otherwise if a young couple has nowhere to go what's their problem because you can't do it before marriage no no marriage. because someone will raid and something will happen so a that i think is problematic from the hotel's point of view if two adults are coming and want a hotel room you better give them a hotel room that's why you've been given a license to run a hotel not to teach us yeah. values so speaking about not doing it before marriage i'm really looking forward to seeing this movie which one yeah. Virudi wedding. Virudi oh, wedding. Okay. <laughs> so that was one issue that they clubbed. Ki, oh, so are you endorsing Sharia law? And I'm like, sure. Please, that is one. Second issue is: is it 
only consent. Now I'll give you a story of when my dad was in the army. I remember he was supposed to gang talk, and there was a big shindi that broke out because one of the men, the jawans, had contracted an STD. There was a court of inquiry against the CEO. How the fuck did your jawan get into town and screw a local woman? <laughs> there was a court of inquiry. But he might have got it at home. His no, they, it was clear that the doctor said he's got it here. He was clear when I came, and. The, or maybe you write me. It was an army doctor. What I know, they are not exactly the best. I've been. <laughs> he might have got it at home. He might have got it in the barracks itself. Whatever said and done, there was a CEO. <laughs> there was a, there was an inquiry because that guy had like maybe he had agreed that I had gone to town and done X Y Z. The commanding officer's promotion was fucked. Yeah. Oh, so it is a breach of yeah. of uh, discipline that you are not allowed to go around fucking women yeah, yeah. in town yeah. because that creates it's such very a problem. Sensitive. It can be a huge problem. It's that very is the locals will come. So, especially in a place like and Kashmir. And in fact, nah, during the Sachin nah, nah, War, nah, 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 and of course, next day, the the general chief of our staff, there will be a court of inquiry. Court of inquiry, sit here. Then, what happened? During the Kargil War, uh-huh. there was, I was told by uh, army intelligence, mm-hmm. that they were trying to locate a young woman, a Kashmiri woman, mm-hmm. who was honey trapping all these officers, mm-hmm. and they were in the process of locating her, and they'd put out all kinds of uh, kufia sort of. Traces and stalking mm. areas where they had heard that she was doing this, mm. and by the time I left, they had not found her. But that is one of the problems. It's also very hard to actually come to you know what the facts of the case might be. In this case, nothing happened, but mm. also in cases where much has happened. Uh, for example, I remember being in Shopian mm. uh, in 2009, where there was a double rape and double murder, and. Uh, they had uh, it was a fairly sort of tense situation the police and security forces had been forced to withdraw and uh, people were really angry but uh, at the end of the day it was impossible to tell what was really going on mm. i met a lot of people there and uh, till today i don't think i know what happened and, and you were, were there on the ground i was there on but the if ground had been around, there would that's be a very good know. point because mm. you have to have the courage as a journalist to say i don't know i can't tell i don't know the exact facts and sit back and just watch what happens because everybody's journalists also jumping into mm. more to solve than the, the case. yeah more than the extreme of madhukeshwar and subrama even regular journalists mm. they'll jump into an angle before they know the facts mm. for sure as mm. we've seen in all these cases sure so i think one has to exercise a certain amount of restraint in this definitely okay then moving on to i now didn't watch this prime time i've i've been in the hills for 4 days so i haven't watched much prime time but uh, what you can just tell me about this um <laughs> the times now um, tapes that they played yeah. what does the tape show why did times now delete their tweet later they, when they i think they even pulled down rahul shivshankar's show from youtube Oh. That's what uh, at least Cherry was telling can me. Can you just ask if they can do that to like all his shows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think. And 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 lock him up and like just feed him through a like window, <laughs> <laughs> and just make sure that the walls are padded in the room where he's been kept. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, so what? Yeah. You're so mean. You're a <laughs> mean girl. Says Mother T. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mean girl. So I only have a theory on this, which is that this came two days after the Cobra posting. I think Times just wants to hit out at Cobra post Anirudh Bell, 
who was associated with the helka so instead of hitting out at him they're trying to hit out at his former mm. associate because there's no news value to those tapes right now it's not like the trial is so about to happen so what was the tape the tape is of it a cctv it was just about it was just a cctv footage which manu joseph had actually written about it in his piece in outlook I remember you know that, he yeah. described what the mm. what the elevator saw was the headline so here they showed the tapes and said that she's coming from here she's doing this and tejpal is doing that so just basically describing those the two days ka cctv people are just walking in out not no one's doing anything in the tape Well, what you're seeing in the, I mean, yeah, you you can't make much out of it. What was the news evidence? What was the news value? There of was this? no news value in it. That's what I'm saying. It was just, and then Rahul Chavshankar is like, you can see her adjusting her clothes, and you can see her do this, and now you know, and it's just, it was just and voyeuristic kind of. And they ran a one-hour show on this. They ran uh, two because two hours. Navika, Navika and Rahul Chavshankar, and then she was. All they did was, you know, kept talking about what is being seen, so and then the, so what, like I, I'm just. Going, the what point of the show was this is what they said, how they presented it. They said Navika is shouting that it took him five years to bring this out to fight to give his uh, to use this evidence, and it took him five years. He had applied to For get the footage. footage. The court yeah. wasn't giving it. Hmm. It took him two three years to get it out. Hmm. It was at the court all this time. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was easily available to him. So those are the facts of the case. They were I'm not saying in any way that Tarun is innocent hmm. of whatever he's been charged of, but what I'm saying is that showing it like this by slanting the viewers to say watch this, watch that, and all that. First of all, the viewers. most of them are not privy even journalists are not privy to the details of her evidence mm. so if you compare the details of her evidence to what you're seeing in the footage is what the judge is supposed to do to take that evidence and put it out in the and public and put it out in the public it can actually call for a mistrial mm. so mm. this is this is the worst thing to do so it messes uh, uh, so up actually in messes it up for the victim point was just trying in, to hit out at tejpal trying Tejpal's. to hit out at tejpal they might have helped him no i don't think they were mm. trying to hit out i think they were just trying to distract mm. with any story yeah they're too dumb to hit out i think it was just i think they were just trying to somehow hit at anirudh bal the best way to do it was his mm. former associate there's already a case against him so just bring those tapes out and distract but him. anirudh has nothing It's to do with that anymore. anymore yeah probably they don't but know maybe, that but yeah. but going by their investigative reporters they don't know that which <laughs> everyone in delhi knows <laughs> that you know tarun anirudh hardly even speak anymore but but there Hofia reporter probably did not know that. I see. So basically, Times now has found a new low. Every week they find yeah, a new yeah, low. Yeah. Okay, now. Um, But what surprised me was that how many people of the journalistic community on Twitter and WhatsApp reacted to Times Now's footage um, uh, programs, saying that it is wrong, it is illegal. Mm. They're using evidence that is sitting in court, and. I was surprised by the reaction because mostly people will most journalists would I would imagine not be in favor of Tel Tarun Tejpal in any way. Mm, mm. And so I was surprised that but he I was I think that's I think that's got to do with times now more than anything else. No but also you're just I mean you're it's just not fair to the girl also. Mm. You're just bringing out those tapes you're trying to like I'm hoping they just morphed the image right? Yeah but no no nothing. They had morphed No way. No no they, they had, had morphed it but it's still They had morphed it you can't see it anyway. That's you can't right. see it's it anyway but also then to footage. just pass judgments make someone relive what they've gone through no, and No and then he's they put a like, clock a timer on the footage okay so now it is so many seconds and it takes 7 seconds to go to the second floor and then it come then what happened in those 7 seconds second. so that Basically means something was happening in the lift but hello they might have stepped out of the lift hmm, gone to the room anything, yeah. and to talk to robert hmm. de niro or whatever hmm. and then they get back into the happened. lift 7 minutes later and then it the lift doesn't stop on the way at all and it comes out and then and watch this 
here they come out yeah it was just in bad taste yeah, so. the the thing is that uh, any you know any of this sort of story that gets reported it's always reported so sensationalistically and uh, always so even when the story originally broke when was it it was no it was 2014 2013 sorry it was i think a year yeah. before the election a year so so but whenever it was i mean i remember i was there at the uh, think festival and then from there so I, was i i missed it uh, all hmm. yeah i had no idea all this was happening and then hmm. and then from there i went off to the angkor photo festival in cambodia and the hmm. story was you know reached followed till there oh my god okay. but the thing is that i think what happens is there's again a lot of salacious interest in these hmm. stories and our traditions of uh, of uh, reportage in these matters i think are heavily inspired by sansani on the one hand and crime and detective on the, on the other, other yeah. and between those two Uh, this is what you get uh, yeah. even prime time goes down yeah. that route yeah. yeah so anyway but yeah i was not surprised cuz cuz times now is just really the going off i genuinely think and i'm not saying this like in a funny way i don't think many of our prime time especially rss and navika if you were to put them through a psychological test they would not pass it <laughs> a normal person cannot be like that it's just not possible anyway on that note um the sting operation 3136 we'll just discuss this but we can give you the brief on that but i want to talk about sting operation in general after that mm. and want the panel's views so context being of course many of you who've been reading newspapers and watching tv like my family so like my family my sister said anirudh has done something right? recently that i've heard i said yeah all my friends didn't know about it yeah, what has happened i mean non journalists i said friends. this oh okay so you know we are just talking among journalists we are on twitter among journalists you'd really talk to just a regular person we're point point they have no idea point, what's happened point yeah. zero 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 one percent that is still the power of mainstream media and, huh they're still calling us prostitutes and paid media <laughs> 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 prostitutes no but so, i was saying that's the power of mainstream media if something is covered up it just yeah, just no gets knows. covered up no one's very good point so he hit i think some 54 news organizations trying to strike deals about selling ads and also phase editorial one. content huh? phase 1 was selling ads and phase 2 that do news and we'll polarize the environment so basically we'll three three point agenda he had to, to spread spread hangama matlab hangama create karna dang fasad hmm first phase was basically soft hindutva geeta mm. second was attack opposition leaders make fun of them third was that we want to polarize and communalize so that bjp and rss wins 2019 and there be a lot of no- noise on the ground yeah, and they said yeah. ha wo i don't know whether use over ladai jhagda but it was that they said mahol kharab ho jayega to fir you know most news organizations said yes i we had discussed this in the phase part 1 hmm. you know when the sting one had come out and i think their manish and i disagreed hmm. where i thought clubbing scoop whoop with the rest was wrong and i still think so because they were saying we do short stories so you know you could jataka stories or pataka what are the part of the buddhist tales the jatakas only na they were jatakas and they were saying tale. krishna ke shlokas hum kar denge stories stories bana denge short stories karenge to but we don't do news so you can say you know they're taking money from it but i don't think there's any i mean you're not fooling the public it's not like you're doing news and bhai hum short stories अब हम गीता से शॉर्ट स्टोरी लेंगे या यू नो पपीता से लेंगे हम जो भी है ले लेंगे शॉर्ट स्टोरी आप न्यूज थोड़ी ना दे रहे हो माय गॉड दिस इज एन ओल्ड वन गीता पपीता तो सीता और गीता कर दो बस अब भाई हम तो ओल्ड वन दिख रहा करते क्योंकि हम खुद ही एक ओल्ड वन है सो सो दैट वाज वन इशू आई थिंक हियर लाइक फॉर एग्जांपल हैड विनी जैन सेड यस दैट 
we'll ask questions related to the Geeta and Miss India. Fine. I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. That's the one. That's so my favorite part of this whole <laughs> thing is uh, Vinny Jain's on tape and he's saying yeah. whatever he's saying. The only time he seems really uncomfortable is when the Acharya says that Miss India mein aap, uh, rounds mein aap Hindutva se related questions mm. hai. and you can see that Miss India is really close to Mr. Jain's heart because that's the only time he's like you know, he makes his face and he's like, I'm not going to ask these low market questions on Miss India. I'm going to ask <laughs> questions on, you know, Mahabharat and all that. And he says, I won't do it, so you won't be bad. The only time he gets upset. And the rest of he's like, yes, yes, sure, sure. No, but yeah. one thing that I loved in that recording, <laughs> which is that three, four times, the guy says, you know, we don't want cash. We, we're not, uh, the Haan, time's cash not. Cash, we don't need cash. He says, we don't need cash. We don't need cash. Need cash need. And every time he says it, five times, every time, Vinijan, uh, the guy, his lucky says it. Vinijan shrugs his shoulders with this arrogant smile. Ke, I'm so buried in gold. You know, it's like he's so happy. We don't need cash. And he just shakes his head and smiles. That Some of it is really gold. makes for great dark comedy. Like this other HT guy who's like, you know, Aap, uh, you spend 500 crores with us, then obviously my editorial can't go against you. We can't go deep negative against you. Then we'll neutralize it. Balance out. Kar denge. Then other guy... He was Actually, I was actually like, this is very earnest. So <laughs> There's another guy who's like, you know, journalists should not get all this moralistic. They're doing PR. They should know that. Really? And some others were like, some others were just like, they were so happy. They were like, ha, this is what we're <laughs> the worst was Paytm. Paytm yeah. is illegal. That's the thing. Now yeah. that's what I was saying. That's, that's huge. Out not illegal. You cannot Giving share that. Data. But now they've said that that's they they weren't doing that. Because well. he's only said ki humne manga tha. He doesn't say humne diya. Oh, he says PMO ne humse manga tha data. Or hum hamare to potre shole matlab. फौलाद के हैं हमने बोला जा मोदी तो जरी देंगे है ना क्योंकि हमने तो सीधा एटलस से डट्टे लेके आए हैं साले चुपचाप दे देते सब सर डी वांट चाय एंड समोसा विद द डेटा नो नो बोलने की औकात रखते हैं वो एनीवे खैर नाउ दिस ब्रिंग्स अस टू द वेरी आई एम सो कूल एंड ऑल ऑफ यू यू नो गधास काइंड ऑफ आर्टिकल व्हिच इज शेखर गुप्ताज genre if someone were asking about shekhar kubas genre i'd say his genre is main gyani tu chutia that is his genre that is what each article of his says ki bhai sirf main hi hu akalmand aur koi hai hi nahi that's not fair to him <laughs> okay namadu so there's this been thing that how sting operations are bad generally sting operations are not journalism although even our managing editor and i had a little debate about this because even he believes sting are not journalism i want to know why Because I think stings are journalism. Madhu, you go first. See, as I said, sting journalism is fine with the caveat that it's a story you wouldn't be able to prove otherwise. Mm. So whether it's corruption in defense deals or whether it's any kind of corruption, it's very difficult to prove that in a straightforward story with a camera on where people know they're being recorded. So there are stories which can't be done in the so regular manner. It's not manner. like as a format it is rejected. Ki bhai ho in sting is not journalism. No, I wouldn't reject it completely. Hmm. If you can justify hmm. that a sting operation is is necessary to prove a story for which you have suspicion that these activities are happening. That's very important. Right. You don't invent, yeah. okay, which is what happened in the Operation Western Telka tapes also. They started inventing as they went along. Hmm. And they didn't get any big fish. Hmm. All right. So they got all the lower people who are busy taking the benefits without delivering Bangaru's anything back to them. Bangaru's only one and his career finished. Yeah. I yes. feel so bad for him. Now only one lakh ke piche uska wo gaya. Yeah, now diya to 500 crore. But uske baad articles likhe the. That's only because he was dull. I mean, not because if any Mishra or 
Pandey yeah, but he was reinstated in, in the party. He, yeah, but he, he was resigned party for president. a bit. I interviewed him also in his home, and I must say that I have a sort of a Stockholm syndrome a little bit. I start feeling sorry for him. So, Mera kuch nahi raha and all that. Madhu, he was the position Amit Shah is at today, party I know, president. Yaar, okay. Can you imagine? Okay. So, Amit Shah ko karke dekhaoye. Tumhare PTM data ke saath, baaki sab antariya mein aajayengi wapas ghar. Okay, so given that, hmm. but I think a person. or a news organization who's conducting journalistic things should have the credibility and foundation to say we are doing it for public good and only do that if you have a person who's doing journalism things based on public good and also doing any things for politicians for their own private purposes such as detective work or for blackmail or for uh, one politician to use against the other mm. i question that person's credibility what are your view on stings samrat you know some things are like uh, known things everybody mm. knows mm. but like madhu said the moment you put them in front of a camera they're not going to tell you mm. or the moment you go and say that you know i want this on the record they're not going to tell you so mm. those perhaps uh, you know widely known truths that can unfortunately only be exposed Uh, you know brought to the attention of a larger or wider audience hmm. uh, by these means so in that case i think it's all right my my question about stings of course is is that uh, it sometimes it can slide into entrapment sure so that that slippery slope is what would be a problem manisha so personally as a journalist i would only do stings if i i can't get the story in any other way and there's exceptional public interest riding on it but i think i would just judge stings by what I, what the tapes say there's certain things that sure there could be editing sure there could be motives but what are the tapes saying you know when you watch them hmm. the, the public tv does stings and they're shit And yeah. you, you know their shit. Just in public TV, they no, they routinely do things, and you're like, "Is me kuch hai nahi?" And that's true. But the thing is that you're saying you look at the tapes and you go by what they're saying. Operation Westhead had 200 hours of tapes, of which I watched. Mm. They produced out of 200 hours, they produced two hours. Of course, they have to do that. They can't put 200 yeah. hours out. They were only brought out 200 hours were brought out because the Commission of Inquiry demanded it of them. They had to legally hand it over. Now we don't know what they've edited out. they could edit out even a somebody saying mid sentence something sure hmm. they could edit out a caveat that But somebody said we will do this Zomadu. supposing somebody says we will do this and then <coughs> pause and say but only if you that may be cut out hmm. so we have no idea about the selective editing but that's not true for only stings madhu that's i, true I for mean my, my, for my, my good friend vasu i mean I'm no fan yeah, of. Yeah, we showed that in news. Yeah, I'm no no fan of Ramdev, but he did take Ramdev's bite out of context, and that what he claimed Ramdev was saying is not what Ramdev was saying. I we did a story on that. Now how he twisted Ramdev's words so that around, is, and that's but that's true for that's like anything. Vasu, we all know for many years, and Ramdev, none of us really know. I mean, I've hmm. met him a couple of times, so my sympathy would be with Vasu naturally. But when he did something that was. Really morally wrong, unethical. We showed it in news. Sure, sure. And that is an and so it's easy to do in. But Ramdev had the other footage, na? Yeah. That's not it. everybody does. No, but in this case, also sure there could be editing. There could be certain things taken out of. Then no, there, there are be. the Cobra there posting does make a lot. Sure. But there is certain truth that, that comes out. That undeniable. I agree. Yeah. That everyone accepted the money. Said we are okay with running a polarizing campaign. That's the truth of the tapes. Hmm. And Which, that no one is denying. So then that's the story for me to pursue. No, everybody didn't accept the polarizing part. Everybody accepted the four hundred crores for advertising. I just found it uh, 
a bit problematic and amusing other than sting by itself i think a lot of things that people are criticizing about sting have suddenly you know what madhu is also talking about is not true for stings it's true for anywhere there is footage there is a camera and there is tape madhu for news track we used to shoot four five tapes sometimes and come with a like seven minute story so no, it wasn't a sting i think i've mentioned this before there was a reporter very early when news track started he went to interview Ra- ramnath goenka hmm. and he edited it i said something is not looking right here i went to so- see the raw footage and what he done ramnath goenka was just rec- recovering from a stroke hmm. and he gave him the interview in his penthouse in in express towers in mumbai and he asked him rahul asked him you are known as a higher fire editor why do you change your editor so often hmm. so ramnath goenka did mm, like that hmm. because he had a stroke and he had hmm. trouble starting a sentence hmm. and he did mm, and then he said that how do you call me a higher fire editor that in 3 decades i've only had 3 editors hmm. and he gave the dates and he gave the editors names this guy edited out vinod dua edited out who was working with me at that time he edited out after humph so it was just yeah. humph <laughs> so i said how can you edit that? out his answer he says humph say he communicates everything i said no What? he doesn't you're changing the meaning hmm. and when i told arun puri about it he said if that had gone out Ramnath Goenka would have gone after this guy hmm. but most people don't have the the, the patience to or means to, to yeah. I mean if you something like that which so is, there are fiddles which is why i suspect cobra post didn't go after indian express because they're the conspicuous by the absence yeah. <laughs> but no but there are Hindu fiddles also. happening in journalism all the time yeah so so what i'm saying is a some of these problems that people are saying suddenly sting dekh ke dekho ye problem hai wo problem सिर्फ स्टिंग में नहीं है वो कहीं भी आप फुटेज रिकॉर्ड कर रहे हो वो प्रॉब्लम है क्या आपने एडिट किया क्या नहीं किया तो टू से स्टिंग इज रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर अनएडिटेड द सेकंड थिंग आई फाइंड whatever cobra post things were things we all knew yeah of actually. course these are new i agree oh, with you paid paid news the press council's thing on paid news came in 2009 and this time i remember the year <laughs> and, <laughs> and the uh, private treaties has been on, on and it's forever. been public since yeah. 2004 5 they're not right. embarrassed about so it so it's yeah it's public knowledge also everybody knows about it so so, so these are not uh, they're they're not even you know showing anything which is no, extraordinary no, but the, there's but one no. difference hmm. in what we're talking about in mainstream a journalism sting doing stings which is that usually it's a news organization which has a certain credibility and responsibility agreed and when it's a freelancer he doesn't have any responsibility or credibility he can do what he likes right. he doesn't have an editor who's looking over his shoulder and checking ke ye dala ke nahi dala at ye, every stage this is he's coming to finish product so in in a news organization editors always there with checks and balances that why did you exclude this or why did you include this and right. not this so even in in texts there can be you know malefied intentions sure, sure. and in video so what is missing in freelancing journalism it's completely maverick and a guy can do what he likes manipulate leave out stuff and present it as the truth and change the meaning but what i'm saying is if someone wants it can be done by organizations and we see every day republic does it it's an organization it's a news organization of the largest times now does it they give wrong just clips that are selective anyone can right. do it so yeah. it's not ki bhai You're this right. is a unique problem there but the most important thing that i found funny and this in context of shekhar gupta he why you after the guy he's a no, nice no. guy he's a very sweet guy i, th- I th- there are many things i like about him first of all i think he was an excellent journalist especially when he was at the outlook right earlier india today i remember he used to appear regularly and he used to take a lot of sense but we all talk sense when we are young look at me now but 
what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying now is, but I mean, I'm no longer young, so I don't talk sense. That's what I'm saying. But you know that access journalism has been defended by all and sundry. That it is a journalist's job to have access to power so that you can get. How is access journalism and sting journalism not journalism? Access is all about someone wanting to put something. I don't that believe in access journalism. Or anything is the worst. So form then, of journalism. by getting by getting a leak, by having a source, even that's not journalism because a leak or a source is only going to give you that what they want out there, and they may have some intent. As a journalist, and an your agenda job to is give it to you. Why are they giving it to you? That's the first question a journalist should ask when he gets a plant. And why is that's the story, not the plant? But even take the plant and then do the story on why this guy gave it to you. And even if you do get some documents that are you know amazing that you know prove something, your job is to check if they're authentic. So I mean, anyway, so I find this whole uh, sudden moralizing by and not just Mr. Gupta, it is by a whole bunch of journalists. I, Twitter was a buzz with journalists saying, "I don't believe string journalism." In fact, Samrat has put me on a group where a lot of journalists said string journalism is not journalism. I'm like, dude, really? Like, says who? That's your argument, really? <laughs> no. No, I want to just make two points on this. One is, uh, it's also selective. So you saw that the Cambridge Analytica stings, everyone covered them. There was no problem there. Hmm. Also, if you look at this in the context of Radia, phone tapping is illegal. We hmm. don't know who released it. We don't know the motive. We don't know what was edited out. We don't know if the conversations presented the whole truth. But still. We did create and it was still shocking to hear those tapes. It right. didn't diminish the meat or the material of what the tapes had. And I think with Stings, I think what Madhu is actually talking about, this guy has been, uh, there's been an FIR against him for forging an RTI, Pushp Sharma. We've done a story on that. Yeah, there's been another case against him where the Delhi police has accused him of blackmail. Hmm. They say that he does Stings on us and then he used that tape. Now these <laughs> are all in trial <laughs> phases. I, I didn't say any of that. No, this is, is, is well character. So I was just discussing this with a friend that it's a certain type, you know, that can do these kind of stings. Mm. And they're not, they are teddy cheese. And I think only a teddy cheese can cart another teddy Loha cheese. Loha lohe ko cart. I don't think any regular guy could have reached Vineet Jain's cabin. Yeah, yeah dude. That's I mean, <laughs> you have to be a teda person to, Man, to just... Off. I agree with you. I completely agree. I think you're being so very think, unfair to him. To whom? Pushp or Vineet? <laughs> okay okay i'll have uh, just read i hope our listeners are getting the undertones of what i'm saying <laughs> okay uh i'll read out one email uh, and after that uh, samrat if you could just tell us apparently there was this last week there was a huge protest against the citizenship bill exactly what its implications are and why is there a pushback but before that there is this letter from manjuri uh, only two letters this time, Shubham. Have you edited out the rest? I'm going to be accused of not reading all the criticism. Or... Oh, yes. Sorry. Uh, by the way, thank you, Shubham, for reminding me. Shubham was payloading seven, eight emails to me. And most of them for non-subscribers. We made a rule. Only subscriber emails will be read. So, Mufat Khors, you can keep writing. <laughs> I may read them and giggle at your jokes in the privacy of my cabin. But I shall not share them with the world as they listen to the hafta. So, NL subscriber Manjari says, Dear News Team, I was very impressed with the coherence and clarity in the discussion with Swati and Shoyoni. All three came ready to listen to each other and both agree and disagree. Abhinandan stated that Al Franken resigned due to allegations by Tweeden. In fact, he resigned after multiple allegations of misconduct, not assault. I stand corrected, Manjari, thank you. I agree all misconduct or assault is not equivalent, nor are they being treated that way by law at least. Please try not to frame these debates as men versus women, us versus them. If young men are confused on when to draw the line in dealing with women, young women are not given agency and are shamed when they are unable to express what they are comfortable with. If all were given equal rights and responsibilities, we wouldn't need to take sides. Very good point. 
the ether we are swimming in is flawed so the strokes will be any comments and she has given um link to a scroll article government plans to monitor individual social media users to gauge opinion about officials and policies well madhu has a comment on that manjri I'll, I'll let you know she has madhu you told me this a long time ago what has the news come out right now is it the same old news there's more i'm just waiting for to download the story that has just come in from scroll uh, where somebody has filed um, i just saw the headline Um, against an IMC professor they filed um, the INB ministry gets a legal notice for floating tender to create tool to analyze social, social media, media activity so, so manjri my view on that is actually i i uh, like samrat says i think it's already being done i i don't know now they're tendering oh, it's it it's the uh, internet the internet freedom foundation right uh, has um, a non government organization has filed um asked the ministry of inb to recall a tender for creating the social media this thing and the last point manjri makes is here's an endorsement to fund independent media it's from the book on tyranny 20 lessons from the 20th century by timothy schneider thank you manjri that was a really well articulated letter and you just took 179 words i should learn from you on the book i have i think recommended it right here on the hafton recommendations once it's a really thin book and i recommend everyone read it and um, tell me who you who they think of once see the it. title again It's called On Tyranny: Twenties Lessons from Twentieth Century by yeah, Timothy Snyder. It's an amazing book. So yeah, on that. Now coming back to the hafta, and also listen to Manjuri, listen to Timothy Snyder, subscribe, and uh, Mufat Khors, subscribe, support independent media. Mufat Khors, you also consider being not such conjuices if you can spend three hundred bucks on a pack of cigarettes, and uh, you know equal amount on underwear, you can surely, you know, buy a couple of months subscription. Now tell me. Um, three questions samrat if samrat you can just handle all three one is what are the implications of the citizenship bill like what is it really saying okay b hmm. is it politically smart will they get the votes i, I mean because if it isn't hmm. then you know why would they and and c uh, will it solve the problem of illegal immigrants okay so the citizenship bill basically what it tries to do is it tries to ease the process by which uh, members of religious communities other than muslim hmm. from Afghanistan, Pakistan and Bangladesh can obtain Indian citizenship. Okay. And uh, it exempts people of uh, Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, Jain, Parsi, Christian groups from these communities from being treated as illegal immigrants. So, so they can also for Christians. Yes. Only up, so basically except for Muslims everyone yes. can get a citizenship yeah. from Pakistan, uh, uh, Bangladesh, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. And, and this is only uh-huh. for Assam. No, it's the it's a national For thing. India. It's a citizenship amendment India. bill. But the pushback is coming only from Assam. Exactly. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I don't know. I thought that maybe it's only. No, no, no. It's there. a okay. national bill. Okay. I mean, otherwise, what does Assam have to do with Afghanistan? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> so, actually, as far as I can tell, I think the whole thing started from uh, you know from the other end of the country. It started from the west. It started with the Sikhs and the Hindus coming in from Afghanistan and Pakistan okay. into Punjab. Okay. And uh, there were camps, as I recall. I think this is around 2010 hmm. or thereabouts. And uh, there were camps already of people who had come from those countries because they were being chased away by the Taliban or by you know other extremist hmm. groups. And uh, so it started from there just a sikh uh, leader has got shot dead in pakistan yesterday so it hmm. it it's been going on for a sure. long time now so it started from that end of the country the reason you're getting a pushback from the other end of the country is because alleged illegal migration from bangladesh has been part of the politics of uh, of assam for uh, 
well since before partition actually so in fact so, many parts so, of assam are predominantly bengali speaking and like so bangladesh be- bengali speaking so that's the thing i and mean and they are voters so so listen so basically the thing is that uh, uh you know very few people understand the history of that place including unfortunately a lot of people from assam itself hmm. what has happened is you've had a lot of drawing and redrawing of boundaries so for example the borak valley and lower assam are bengali dominated you know there are large bengali speaking populations in borak valley it's almost wholly bengali speaking population there are small minorities of other groups and uh, in lower assam it's a mixed population uh the language there is is a matter of contention itself what the language what the gualpariya language is it's a language in itself now what what it is is it is it closer to bengali or closer to assamese can start a riot by itself you know okay. because people can't hmm. they can't tell <laughs> so 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 the thing is the the issue is that these areas actually became part of assam in 1874 before that they were part of bengal for a long time i don't remember how many centuries but for centuries okay and uh, since 1874 you started getting this whole thing uh, you know about uh, bengali domination hmm. because in 1874 the british sort of reorganized their territories a little but bit but what was the rationale of making these bengali speaking areas assamese at that time what i mean what was the was it the river was it a physical structure no, what no, was it was it? administrative uh, it was administrative okay. they didn't i don't think the british cared Gave about a shit. Uh, you hmm. know they at that time in 1874 they brought in the uh, lower assam basically gualpara district silet which is now in bangladesh uh, kachar the borak valley the khasi garo and jaintia hills which mm. are now meghalaya the naga hills which is now nagaland so all the greater assam the Lusha, all of this hills all of this was added in 1874 so tell me this pushback is coming there because the agp mm-hmm. considers the bengalis a big vote bank no it's a very i think we would run out of time if if we went into the details of this because because it's a really complicated history and a contentious one at that because what what started to happen i think we have to actually pull back even further the the biggest issue that uh, you know that exists between the bengali and the assamese communities in assam is about the alleged imposition of the bengali language on assam mm. as the official language by the british administration around 1837 so we can blame this on the british and not on nehru <laughs> definitely <laughs> this is one of the things you can blame, you can blame on the british and uh, but the thing is that on that occasion also i think assam forgot that that it was uh, not purely something that was being done to assam mm-hmm. the language policy was also a national policy of the right. whole of british india it was not unique to assam so since then there has been from then from 1826 when assam became a part of india 1837 when the whole of assam became a part of india till now there is a politics of bengali assamese rivalry and, and that is what is playing out today and and uh, so the assam agitation was basically about chasing out the bengalis now what uh, what has happened with uh, you know the bjp making inroads there is that they are trying to reconfigure the politics from a linguistic basis to a religious basis and that is why and now that religion the, and language has got intertwined because many of the bangladeshis who are muslims are bengali speaking is that it so now so it's 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 basically that now you have the assamese chauvinists language mm. chauvinists who want to chase out all the bengalis 
irrespective of whether yeah, who Bangladesh came after, who came after 1971 although some people say it should be pushed back to ground and uh, i have actually traveled the entire length of the brahmaputra valley and down into bangladesh hmm. as well when i started i was convinced that you know that there are millions of bangladeshis by the time i finished i was very uncertain because hmm. firstly uh, you know when you when you actually look for the data foreigners tribunals have been at work in assam only state in india where they have been at work trying to identify foreigners for a very long time now since 1985 hmm. till 2012 which is uh, there i think now the data has been updated but till 2012 which for which i had the data there was a white paper put out by the assam government and the actual number of foreigners like certified foreigners illegal immigrants that they were able to identify was 6590 are you serious so so when you have so a, it's one of those myths that everyone's kind of bought into no so it's one of those things where you don't know because mm. because if when i say this you know to to some people i say that you know where are the numbers mm. they say nahi they have all melted in where will you get the numbers which is also <laughs> i mean reasonable so, it may not be so likely but it's reasonable so sure. so then it remains a matter of conjecture there is absolutely no data mm. it's only conjecture you you either get uh, you know a figure which which is unsupportable with evidence mm. or a suspicion that every bengali especially muslim is definitely bangladeshi ye to bangladeshi hi hai to so there's also a historical sensitivity hmm. from partition time no because yeah. there was a huge migration at that time sure, and, the and there was a lot of bloodshed on both sides so there is a sensitivity from that also no samrat the the sensitivity in the case of assam is especially is 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 different because silet was a part of assam it was it went to a referendum uh i don't remember if any other part of any other district of undivided india saw a went referendum, referendum. Hmm. silet district went to a referendum and 
there is a sense of betrayal among the Bengalis of Northeast India who are primarily Silhetis because it was a very close referendum and uh, Gopinath Bordoloi had been on record before that saying that he did not particularly want Silhet to be in... He, he would be happy if Silhet went to East Pakistan, which it did. And uh, uh, that is also part of the long history of uh, you know tensions between the communities. So, so in partition, what happened was the... Due to the referendum, the Bengali Hindus became refugees and came to this side, you know, to mm. ac- across the border. Okay, I now just want, uh, you know, Manisha, I want you to start on this. Um, do you think uh, this context for our listeners, Mr. Pranam Mukherjee, the former president of India and former finance minister, and he was home minister also at one point during the UPA. At some, he held home finance and I think something else, defense, I don't know. Um, was invited by the RSS on its annual day, right? They have a raising day or whatever they have a day. What is raising day? What is the, the, the RSS whether the, the, the Lati Brigade was raised, the, the the charge of the Lati Brigade, but um, and he has agreed to go and it has pissed off the Congress clearly. Should I mean, is it a big deal? I mean, what do you make of it? Not I mean, for me because A. Pranam Mukherjee was never really the Congress. Loyalist, so to speak, anyway. Mm. He always had his issues with Sonia Gandhi. He, he had his brief period of when revolt he, also. Yeah. So I don't see... And also RSS is a reality. Yeah? It is an, it is the largest NGO <laughs> in India. <laughs> Cultural so, organization. Mm. So people will... Uh, I mean, if they... they in, in, in fact, I think it was kind of large-hearted of RSS to call Pranab Mukherjee. I mean, it's nice to reach out to someone from the opposition camp and someone like Pranab to call him. It's, it's a we can talk. nice effort from their side. I think it be interesting what he says over there. Yeah. I think that, that will be interesting. Another interesting thing was, I just read that Abhishek Manu Singhvi's book launch Venkaiya Naidu was doing. Yeah, he photos are already out. So I was like, wow, this so, is nice. Like, everyone's... So there's Venkaiya, <laughs> Jyotra Aditya Sindhya on Abhishek Manu Singhvi's left, um, uh, Mr. Venkaiya on his right, and right of Venkaiya is Manmohan Singh, and no one under Singhvi for a change. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah... I mean, I just I don't think, think it's a big deal. I think A. Pranab is one of the most overrated politicians. People saying, oh, Pranab Das is so smart. And, you know, whenever all these journalists, whenever they're suddenly in a very generous mood, and he, he was quiet to this thing. I thought he was a shitty president. I think he brought down the office. Every president has brought down the office. I don't know how the Rajpati Bhavan is still standing. It should be thrown under the ground. A lot of good work was done for Rajpati Bhavan itself. Yeah, I mean, I believe his his wife, you know, had much of an ego. About, uh, yeah, about, and other secretaries of his, and, and many, you know, documentaries had to be remade also, I believe. But, no, but I, I, don't I think get what they've done in terms of um, the museum, the restoring of historical artifacts in the in Rashtrapati Bhavan, everything was lying in a mess. Everything was just thrown like yeah, in maybe, but I just They've think sorted it out. They've created digital things. It's There's a library. There's school. But it's surely a place that's where you not the Rashtrapati's children. job. I'm sure there was some administrator can do that. No, that's not his job. But he, but he was responsible for okaying all these projects. Yeah, and I mean, they were done. I, you can't take that away. Sure. No, for 70 years, all that stuff was lying in dust and cobwebs. And they've sorted it out and made a beautiful Rashtrapati Bhavan where children from schools can go in and see all the art and see, and for free. 
And I think that's good for our children, for stu- uh, sure, children Fair enough. Although I believe this tours of Rashtrapati Bhavan's gardens has been there forever because I've been for no, it years ago. That he's done nothing. I'm that talking about there. the in, in inside. There's a museum, yes. yes, which people go to. Possible. I just find that anyone and who an becomes, art gallery and all that. There's a lot of work. Yeah, but anyone who done. becomes president is basically there to make sure that our merry life becomes. They don't put their foot down when they should and they can. When they have the right and the constitution has empowered them to, they use any mercy petitions to basically make sure they remain the good books of, you know, government power. I I mean, I just find uh, Mr. I mean, now we have a person from the RSS and you know my views on the RSS and the bloody Rashtrapati Bhavan. And also Venkaya Naidu, I think he's the worst vice president ever. He beats Hamid Ansari and everyone else put together. So I just find this whole Pranabda celebration ridiculous. However, I think, you know, one should definitely go and... I think it would be very cool if he goes there and say, guys, you know, open your brains a little more, it'll help. That would be curious. But I find Congress's entire going into fits rather churlish. Uh, Samrat? Well, uh, see, I have always thought that it's good when people engage across uh, political views. So I have... Uh, I don't see it as a problem at all. Hmm. And uh, if everybody is becoming, you know, buddies all of a sudden, maybe we'll get an all-party government and world peace will reign. We, you know, I've already predicted a peace Nobel for Trump and Kim Jong-un and <laughs> hopefully it will happen. It will fructify. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Madhu? On uh, him going to RSS? I think it's cool. Mm, it's good. Okay. Thank you for that panel. I just want to read a letter from, the sub- from a subscriber. This is from Sonali Singh. Sonali says, I'm glad you took help from subscribers to develop a deeper understanding of gender at the workplace and at News Laundry. It had been superficial indeed. Here are a couple of points only to highlight. Not all of us think the same, like it was implied. The conversation related to the Faruqi judgment was limited because only one had read it. Reasonable doubt is right there and I applaud the court. The Nirbhai reference is especially ludicrous in the matter. I urge Swati and Shoyani to read it. And not being able to have a clear table of numbers of groups and corresponding penalty is making light of those in the possess- in the profession of pronouncing judgments after a lifetime spent understanding what the law states and intents and means and lacks and is expecting the law to help us define our relationships not just negotiate our conflicts i have done a role a very long time ago in an organization that allowed me to direct allowed me a direct view into sexual harassment cases among other matters of human frailty and having worked closely with the legal teams, such matters are complex but not difficult. And that was just a tiny element of what our courts go through. The conversation in the workplace, while indispensable, is disproportionately all around us when the real difference in future generations can be made more at home by the people who one grows up with. Hoping for fear of action by the assaulted, rediscovering their rights as human beings, is unidimensional for change and punitive by intent. Sex is nuanced. We as women need to explore sex as a topic and experience beyond compliance issues, conversations and lengths being applied only of reproductive benefits, patriarchal rights. Our consent is indeed a tad hysterical, a deliberate use of the word now that we know its etymology. Best Sonali. Thank you, Sonali. Um, You've covered four very important points and you've covered them really well. Um, Appreciate that mail and um, thank you for writing in. And you, Mufat Khors, were wondering why... Your mails haven't been written, but you focus on your mail. paid news. paid news. 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 saying something. Today, Germaine Greer is in the news for making a comment on rape. 
टैबलॉइड्स Hmm. uh with her legs up in the air hmm. and at that period of the hippie time it was all sort of okay it wasn't even scandalous hmm. um now recently she came into the limelight again on australian television where she badmouthed megan markle saying hmm. that she's going to bolt she doesn't know what she's getting into she was like the bad fairy megan markle is the wife of the now the duchess prince. of sussex who's married uh, prince harry Hmm. and uh, she was like the the mean fairy who comes to the wedding to put a bad spell so she went on a series of these terrible conversations about megan markle and how the wedding is a disaster and she doesn't know what she's getting into she will bolt she doesn't know and all that so she was just sort of being nasty about the whole thing now madam has said what has come out with a book on rape and uh, please read it samrat it's hmm. better to be I, accurate yeah i i, I, found, I was shocked hmm. i have said? a i have an article open which uh, says that uh, i'll read from it she told an audience at the hay festival most rapes don't involve any injury whatsoever we are told it's one of the most violent crimes in the world bullshit most rape is just lazy just careless just insensitive and then she's gone on and on and uh, and she said she was raped uh, when she was young and at that time if you look at her pictures when she was young she was stunningly beautiful now she's 71 or 72 and she said when she was raped when she was young she wasn't traumatized at all she said i wasn't there was no trauma in fact i just felt uh, the man who raped me she said i felt a certain sympathy for him is that something she said that i can't find in this copy particularly uh, she, and this what you're reading is from where samrat This is from uh, it's there in all the British papers this particular copy is from telegraph uh, the british telegraph so but one thing that surprised me is that i, I didn't know she was alive i thought jermaine greer was like very like she wrote in the 20s 30s no female unak is a relatively new book that means yeah she came out in the she came out in the 70s really yeah मतलब she's my contemporary she's my contemporary Same not yours thing, nah. no not yours in fact somebody wrote a comment on twitter about my interview with arun shori hmm. and they said these are two 70 plus frustrated individuals venting out their you know something yeah. like that so my answer to him was that i'm not young enough to know everything <laughs> but she, wow that's shocking she says jermaine greer says most rape is just bad sex Oh dear. Rape is really violent and doesn't merit a jail term. She's recommended 200 hours of community service as the punishment. And to tattoo the word and the letter R on his cheek that he's a rapist. Yeah. Okay, chalo. On that note, um I just like to talk briefly about some international news. Uh, and if anyone has anything else to comment upon what made the news what didn't you most welcome. Uh there is this New York Post cover uh which is Trump meets Rump. It is a picture <laughs> of Donald Trump uh, sitting and uh, Kim Kardashian standing next to him and she had met him to talk about uh, prison reform and basically extended jail terms for petty uh, you know drug offenses for you know marijuana and stuff and and she was asking him to give a mercy a, uh, yeah. to a, a great grandmother right. who was arrested for 
drug dealing and money laundering. Ma- marijuana possession, apparently. No, drugs. Yeah, I mean, they consider that drugs. She don't have hard drugs, right? It was a marijuana yeah, possession. Yeah, she was part yeah. of a ring. Oh, okay. So, it says the other big-ass summit, big-ass, you know, because Kardashian has a big-ass. It says Kim Thong-un pitches prayers on prison reform. Trump meets Trump. Now, this has got a lot of flack, understandably so, by, um, you know, many people, news professionals. Madhu, what do you think of it? Uh, is it really sexist? Is it, I mean, I can understand in its pure form, you could think so. But what really is Kim Kardashian's identity? I mean, if if you're saying on one hand feminism, which I disagree with, a lot of people are saying someone changed her surname, na? Who got married recently? Some star? Sonam Kapoor. Sonam Kapoor. And she's changed her name to Ahuja. Hmm. And people said that, you know, she's why is she changed her name? Ahuja Kapoor. That, that, uh, so, and her know, husband has also changed his name. Some journalists He's included said, Kapoor in it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. No, but if someone wants to change her surname, let her, yeah. This is also yeah. weird, this expectation. No, I don't think it's... Ex- I think it's a, it's a justified um, uh, critique that if it, it doesn't kind of live up to the values of feminism you'd expect, just like I think the comment that, well, wearing a burqa is a choice. If I feel like wearing a burqa, why is, you know, why you cultural appropriation of telling me why it's wrong? I think Salman Rushdie has a very good response to it. So just go online and Google on YouTube, Salman Rushdie on burqa and freedom of choice. He basically says it's it's not as simple as that. You have to see where it's coming from and what message you give out there. So if you're saying I'm a feminist and I'm exercising my right to do that, it's bullshit. You don't understand feminism or you don't understand the burqa. You can't do both. Similarly, I do think the whole, you know, criticism in, you know, 2018 about changing names is a valid criticism and they can be, you know, to and fro. Actually, this name thing came up in the 70s and uh, when feminism was really at its peak, when it was really spreading uh, quite vociferously all over, Hmm. it had raised its head. And so, for example, me being part of that generation named my daughters Hmm. with my surname as their middle name. Hmm. So it's Shal Puri Trehan mm. and it's Shonan Puri Trehan. And for a long, long time, I also used the byline Madhu Puri Trehan. Mm. And then when I started using it here in India, then it was like, when I left India today, it was like, why are you cashing in on the Puri name? Achha. So to create my own identity, then I dropped that. Now the problem is that it's not a solution because when I name my children with their, my name as their middle name, what do they name their children? Mm. Okay. Yeah, so, so it'll go on. So that, that's really not a full solution. So I think you should mix the surnames. No, like I think I think what No, I think you could mix the surnames. You could actually I'm all in favor of uh, Ravish's suggestion that we shouldn't have sh- surnames. Mm. Yeah, you can Samra doesn't have a surname. Yeah, so or you have your first name and then you create a second name which is not belonging to any caste or community or anything. So one, the burden of carrying on the legacy of the father's name is lifted so you don't need a son to carry on your legacy. Mm. The girl will do it on her own name and the boy will do it on his own name. So I think you could have a name like say Madhu um, Gulabi, hmm. you know, whatever, <laughs> or Gulabo. <laughs> so, and but every the Sikhs child have has a simple s- solution: Sikh and Kaur, uh, Singh and Kaur. That was the original the thing. thing. No, no, but you see, then you're still identified as a Sikh. 
I'm hmm. saying you give your child surnames which are not identified by any religion or caste. Actually, that is why Samrat, uh, his, his surname so is Ashutosh, X. Ashutosh <laughs> he also, dropped his name. Correct. He dropped his name because of that. Why did you drop it? Didn't want to be identified as a same same reason. You don't want to be associated with any caste. See, I've not like it's not removed from my documents or you know my but certificates. No one, none of us have ever heard. But, uh, I prefer not to use it in my byline because I don't think it's necessary for my readers. Uh, I've mostly done writing, so for my readers to know what my caste or you know background. The only is. problem is there could be many samrats, you know. Yeah. So it's good That's to have two names. That's why he says X. You can do what names with some. some. Anyway, so what I'm saying is Kim Kardashian is not known. She's not a tennis player like Venus Williams. And then people comment on her butt being big. She can say, fuck off. I won the bloody Wimbledon while pregnant. So shut the fuck up. Fine. We should shut up. No, Kim Kardashian has, sh- but has Kim shot. Kim Kardashian is famous because of her ass. Yeah. <laughs> she's shot. Dude, seriously. What the, is she's, she's shot? Uh, there's a cover picture. I think it was for Esquire magazine. One of the. With a uh, champagne cover, balance she on her butt. She stuck her butt yeah, out and yeah. they put a champagne, champagne glass, glass on her butt. As a shelf. So it's part of her identity. So I think it's uh, the post is all right. Manisha I've just found it gimmicky but it's a tabloid so yeah it's fine no, but okay let's say it's not a tabloid no, is it a sexist post is not thing? totally a tabloid also it's serious journalism it's dumb it's not sexist or anything like Kim what uh, Thong Un is this? it's just like no but is it a big ass summit and Trump meets Trump they had like, fun with it <laughs> big ass is funny <laughs> they had fun with it I think I, there's nothing I mean wrong. I don't have a, I don't know if it's sexist Telegraph or not Telegraph has fun it. with their headlines all the time yeah I wouldn't like I wouldn't say I wouldn't be offended by it if that's the question oh. you're asking yeah. I wouldn't say oh god it's sexist and right. because yeah like you said she does that's her thing you know she, I think sexism should be is gone over, overboard I think it should be reserved for politicians who say things like kapde chote nahi pehno or ladkiyon ko kitchen mein rehne do and i think it should be reserved for really serious issues hmm. i think this is nothing did hmm. she take offense to it did she like talk about it as she was loved it? it no i doubt it okay. it's all over yeah she has made a famous again what do you think samrat yeah i only noticed that trump is looking extremely happy in that photograph <laughs> which is which is actually a change otherwise he looks so sadu all the no, time no and there's a problem here because kanye west last month he's a trump uh, made supporter. the news when he went to meet trump and then he was at TMZ studios yeah. while they were recording and he said some really controversial things Horrible. where he was slammed by all the blacks and whites what he said about yeah he said sla- slavery is a choice it's what a is choice. he on like, what the fuck how is it man? a choice he's an idiot yeah he really is so it defines slavery do you know the meaning of the word mr west hmm wow he's a husband na yeah. Uh, tabi. Uh, I I wonder whether he's trying to enter politics also. You might get a, a vice president Kanye and a president <laughs> oh, Trump <shit>. second term. <laughs> They've talked yeah, about it. Could it could be a Republican, like the black face of the Republicans, like you have. I don't sure. know. I don't like know what's Shah the equivalent. Nawaz is Muslim face yeah. of the BJP. Yeah. So, um, you want to talk about the Telegraph headlines? Anything someone want to say? Oh, yeah. We, Samratna, you often have conversations well, on the last one with. Uh, uh, stories with clips, uh, statements with Narendra Modi, Arun Jetli, Amit Shah, their pictures and statements from them hmm. placed, laid out around a photograph of a young boy jumping into the hoogly with no clothes on, hmm. saying it's a child that said that told emperor, the has, emperor no has no clothes on. Yeah. I find uh, I don't know why especially among the liberal journalist crowd there's, they're always praising Telegraph like wow, so amazing, so you get truth to power. Huh? Do you get it in Delhi? No, but oh, okay. e-paper and all. Every time there's something that Modi government does, they always have this. They always have this gimmicky kind of headlines. I find them really bad. I think they're horrible puns. Like puns are, you have to be really careful and smart with puns because mm. if you're 
like sometimes they just don't work and i think most of telegraph puns just don't work they just mm. stick out and it's they're not criticism. all funny yeah <laughs> and it's reserved i find them punny it's reserved for the bjp yeah. you will never yeah, see yeah, anything that's against true. tmc that's true that's true they do front page stories but they TMC never go after mamta the they, way they go after they want the they wouldn't dare office to stay intact they're not going to do it mamta may not may not look as formidable as chota bhai mota bhai and dadi but bengal mein rehna hai to mamta mamta kehna hai It's so I don't thing. find yeah I don't I think in Karnataka elections also they've done something with Veerappan like today it's Veerappan day or something yeah, yeah. with the and I I, I I agree with Manisha on this because what they do most of the time is they have that one big picture one 72 point all caps headline across right across the page hmm. two stories on the page so basically what you're doing is you're you're doing a tabloid in broadsheet hmm. and you know people say tabloidization of the media when the broadsheet media itself starts participating and it is celebrated mm. but that to me doesn't sound all right and do you Now, think they have a person sitting there who's hired to just write head fun headlines mm, what's your job like. i think I'm the front page front page desk must be i think they should maybe on online it'll work a lot because they have those clickbaity online kind of headlines but on a newspaper it just looks tacky and tomorrow i mean now people are enjoying it the people who are enjoying it are basically those who don't like mr modi hmm. tomorrow when you know somebody else starts doing it from the other side of the aisle then they'll have problems oh, it's, it's exactly selective. i mean to to remind you that uh, certain mr goswami started his career at the telegraph if i'm not mistaken is that right <laughs> so, oh interesting oh one fact hmm. uh pushp sharma worked hmm. at india today oh did he Oh. And then he went and stung them. How about that? <laughs> and didn't recognize him. <laughs> uh, and it's in their statement, in their legal notice. Oh, they've sent a legal notice today to. They've uh, sent a legal Rappos. notice in which they said that he worked there, and he was fired because of um, dubious claims on his CV mm. and for other activities of misrepresenting himself. All right. On that note, um, thank you, Samrat. Thank you. X. Those of you who don't know what his surname is, don't ponder because he doesn't want you to know. Um, we would like everyone to tell us their recommendations for the week. I can start with mine if you like. My recommendations for the week is there's a new podcast by NPR Planet Money called The Indicator. So the latest one, not the latest, I think it's two days ago, is uh, one called Earning Calls. Earnings Calls Gone Wild. It's really funny uh, because. many of these cases you know about but i didn't know these details an earnings call is basically when a whole bunch of analysts like moody shudi types call up the ceo or the cfo of a company and you know when the quarter results how they try to get stuff that you know how a company is doing this quarter and try to get more information than what the report says than what they basically you know what they filed with the stock market say just to prepare reports for investors and basically they're very cagey about it and how some of the calls the kind of things they say like Kenneth Lay called one of the analysts an asshole, or the J.P. Morgan. I think CFO, CEO, obviously he was talking shit, and one of the analysts challenged him, and he said, "Well, if you knew more than me, you'd be richer than me, which you're not." So this is a constant American answer to everything. Trump says that all the time. So it's rich it's, people in America just have that answer that I'm the smartest because I'm the no, richest. It's just, uh, so it's a. It's, I think it's interesting, and it tells it tells you a lot more than just what an earnings call is. So yeah. Manisha um, uh, Madhu your recommendation um i'm reading a book called factfully hmm uh which is interesting because it gives it's based on uh, data and figures and actually proves that we're in a better place in this world than we've ever been 
in terms of poverty. So it goes against the uh, the st- uh, statements given by uh, uh, this uh, Oxfam in in Davos, hmm. where you know one percent owns ninety percent of the wealth, and his facts are differently presented, where he says that there are fewer. Uh, poor people, there are fewer people starving, there's uh, uh, more people being educated. So his, based on facts, he says we're really not in a bad place. Yeah, but just one distinction, Oxfam, because I've read the Oxfam report, it does not say, and it makes it very clear that we're not saying that poverty has increased. They're saying the wealth disparity is at an all-time high, which is also true as per data. Incidentally, also on another note, I had somebody just came in from uh, America last night and he was telling me that we have never seen this kind of visible disparity, such a wide gap as we see physically on a day-to-day basis in America. Mm. That the poor are looking and functioning at a really poor level mm. and the rich are getting richer. Yeah. And I think that is because of Trump's taxes. That's but, my But, but I think that's reading. a theme that's been ongoing even in India. Like, why I think the amount of people who get, when I was studying economics in school, it was... I think what, 1,200 calories a day was poverty, three meters of cloth, the poverty line was defined. I think 1,200 or 1,500 calories is what it was defined. And if you have three meters by three meters of cloth available to you. Today, I think there are much fewer people who get less than 1,200 calories a day. So a lot of people have pulled out of poverty. So while absolute poverty is physically damaging for the health of a human being, it, it can kill you because you're not healthy. Wealth disparity of the scale it is now damages the health of a society, I think. So... Both can be true. Yeah, but a couple of years ago when the UPA was in power, that French writer who lives in India, Jean Dries, I think is Jean Dries, mm. yeah. Dries. Indian app though. Achha. Mm. So he came up with when this criteria was given of the criteria of poverty. Yeah, yeah I remember. I remember when they, and had... they put that package together. Yeah, yeah. And you can't survive on that even yeah, for a day. Exactly, I remember that. Hmm. Your recommendation? I've uh, picked up this book called The Spy Chronicles, which has been in the news. Yeah, and, uh, lots of contradicting and it is, opinions uh, it, on it. It is quite interesting. Uh, I think I should interview Dulat again. You should, yes. you should. I think so. So much is being talked about it also. Yeah. But now General Durrani is of course on the uh, emigration check uh, list. He's not even allowed to fly out of the country. But you know, it's interesting that when I interviewed Shiv Shankar Menon, who was National, national Security Advisor, you know, all the meetings from... How many years? He's a really solid career diplomat. At the end of the interview, I said that, you know, a lot of people have written good reviews about your interview and review about your book. But the one thing that strikes me about your book is that you have not written anything. Hmm. You have not written a single story of behind the scenes, not one funny anecdote, aple, aple. not one behind the scenes story, you've, because you haven't told us what happens behind. You've and monetized he says, your name, basically. And he said, that book will never be written. In contrast to Dullat when I interviewed him, he gave away all, he's from Raw and IB, he gave away all the stories. <laughs> what does that say about an individual? Mm. And how they pick people for the certain positions? Amanisha. I'll recommend Pradabhanu Mehta's piece on the Cobra posting, mm. Where Anything Goes. Yeah, it's a good one. I liked it as well. And speaking of books, I'm reading this book. You know, that these books you always come across, which are lovely reads because you're getting to know a lot of stuff, but it's not well written. Like, you know, like, Okay, I'm not expecting, uh, you know, the time editor who's written the biography of Leonardo da Vinci, hmm. who also did the Steve Jobs biography. Okay, I'm not expecting that. But if you have something interesting, 
just the rhythm of the book the lines the way it's written could be a little more interesting i just thought it was so interesting but it's mm. like ye le paratha gatha matlab kuch salad usme dressing dalo fir matlab chutney do फिर बोलो लस्सी भी पी ले साथ में ये नहीं कि मुंह मुंह पर आटा मार दिया वो मुझे इन्फॉर्मेशन थोड़ा दे रहे हो आप जरा मूड बनाओ है ना मूड बनाने के बाद है ना क्यों इसी नोट फिर ये गाना अर्ज है अगले हफ्ते तक जरा सब्सक्राइब करो मुफत खोरों कंजूसों हैं शर्म आए तुम्हें मेल्स दैट विल रेड विल ओनली ऑफ सब्सक्राइबर्स थैंक यू डियर सब्सक्राइबर्स फॉर सब्सक्राइबिंग थैंक यू सम्राट फॉर कमिंग डू पे टू कीप न्यूज फ्री बिकॉज वेन द पब्लिक पेज द पब्लिक इज सर्व and when advertisers pay advertisers are served as the cobra posting has proved so now instead of just bitching about everything put your money where your mouth is until next week goodbye and good luck mere paas aao mere dosto ek kissa suno mere paas aao mere dosto ek kissa suno kai saal pehle ki ye baat hai जंगलों से गुजरता हुआ कहीं जा रहा था चला जा रहा था मैं डरता हुआ हनुमान चालीसा पढ़ता हुआ बोलो हनुमान की जय 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 बजरंग बली की जय हम बोलो हनुमान की जय जय हो बजरंग बली All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.